Welcome to Inspire Her Health, your podcast for all things her. We are a one-stop shop dedicated to inspiring you to live your best by providing the latest tips, tricks, and stories from leading experts in the industry. Our mission is to bring women just like you together in an inspiring community to enhance your mind, body, and life in the healthiest way possible. Welcome, sister. You're in the right place. This is where you belong. So let's begin. Hello, beautiful, and welcome to another episode of Inspire Her Health podcast. I'm Christine Nicole, your host, CEO, and founder of Inspire Her Health. On today's podcast, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Maya Matthews. She's the founder of Lady Lux. It's an enterprise for people to explore new dimensions of their sexuality. And honestly, this is going to be such a juicy episode. We dive all into the secrets behind the female orgasm. Mai talks about the five different types of orgasms we can have as females. And honestly, there are a few in there that are going to blow your mind. I was so mind blowing during this whole podcast interview with Mai. She is a total wealth of knowledge when it comes to the female, um, female sexuality and honestly all about you know, the female body parts and how they work and how to get the best experience in bed, whether you are with a partner or without a partner. She dives deep into how to reach each one of the five orgasms, whether you're with somebody or by yourself. She gives us tips and tricks and certain tools that we can use that we can, you know, if we're having a hard time reaching orgasm as, as women, which I know a lot of us have struggled with in the past or maybe are struggling with right now. So this is such an amazing topic. You guys are going to love Mai's energy. She is hilarious. She is witty. She is so much fun. I did not stop smiling the whole time I was chatting with her. And I know you guys are in for a real treat and you're going to have so much fun listening to Mai talk all about the secrets of the female orgasm. So here she is. So welcome Mai to the show today. So excited to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your energy, time. And, you know, I'm really, really excited to dive into this topic all around female orgasm today with you. And how are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm super happy. I'm in Florida right now. I just dodged some hurricanes. So Feeling good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Life is good on your end for sure. Now, um, before we start with our topic, I would love for you to kind of connect with our listeners a little bit and just tell them a little bit about who you are, a little background story of you, um, and how you got started with your business, Lady Lux. So I um, actually started as a brand and marketing firm. I had a brand and marketing firm that, oh, oh dear, I got a drink. Brand and marketing firm um, that helped small businesses to go from, you know, mom and pop shops to an actual brand that people can recognize and understand and want to come back to. And I did that because I had spent almost eight years in corporate marketing and had a blast in the alcohol realm and the tobacco realm doing a bunch of fun things. But when it came down to it, they did not need me. Like they didn't actually need me. There's plenty of people they could have had. They had plenty of money to pay people. And I didn't really feel like I was making a difference. Whether or not I was there, Budweiser's gonna make money. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not hurting if I decide to leave. 
And so um, I started a smaller company and I just started helping people. And with that, I realized that there was a lot more mentorship aspect of it needed. So if I wasn't helping people um, understand concepts and mentalities, that all the pretty designs I did, no matter the greatest website I made, it wasn't going to benefit them because they didn't know what to do with it. And so I started a company um, called Masterminds that I still actually have that helps women of color um, to start businesses. And I mentor them, I help them see things move forward and grow. And every quarter I make them add a revenue stream. Well, two years ago, Q2, we all had to add a product-based business. And if I, do, if I tell them to do something, I do it as well. So I end up starting a sexual wellness line, which was actually only one product at the time. Lady Lux was just a clitoral um, stimulation serum and made it, everybody loved it. And I realized that it lasted too long, actually. It, it, you could have it in six months before you need another <laughs> one. Not great for business when you're trying to make money. And so I came up with more products that would help, you know, for the vagina, help for better orgasms and things like that. And people had a lot of questions, a lot of questions that I, in my brain, was thinking, your mother should have told you this. Or how, you're, you are at least 45 years old. How do you not know this? You've had a vagina your entire life. And, you know, there are people who honestly don't know that they don't urinate from the same place that, you know, they have intercourse from or they menstruate from, which blew my mind. And so I started um, learning more about uh, sexuality and I started, I went to and took a course and then I took a series of courses and then I got my certificate and then I became a, a sex expert and that was really, really fun. Um, and then became a sex coach overall. And that was extremely, extremely, extremely fun journey so that I can help people. And that's kind of how I wound up where we are today. Cause I, I just, I started out with my, my business and I said, Hey, let's make businesses. We made a business and I realized, Whoa, people need my help. I got to I, I need to do something about this. I cannot let this go on. Yeah. I love it. And you know, you're so right. When you were talking about how a lot of women have, we have vaginas, like we were born with them and a lot of us don't know a lot about them. And it was funny when you said that it reminded me of this, this, this girl, and bless her heart, she was very, very sweet at the time, but she believed, she didn't know much about sexuality. And she asked me, she said, if I have intercourse, you know, anal sex, can I get pregnant? And I was like, what? And she was like 30 years old. And I'm thinking, how do you not know this? But you're so right. I think a lot, because we don't get taught this so much in school, we just have, you know, you get sex education, what, twice maybe in high school and that's it? That's all you get. And it's literally putting a condom on a banana. And that's, <laughs> that's all I remember from it. Yeah. The reproductive system is not sex education. It's reproductive education, which is great. Yeah. But it's not necessarily sex education. It doesn't tell you anything about sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, don't do it. You're too young. You can get an STD and you can get pregnant. That's like literally yeah. what we were talking about. You can get an STD. You will get pregnant. But before you get pregnant, before you have this baby, you'll get an STD. And then you're going to catch AIDS and die. And your birth to baby lost <laughs> and die. That's how they push it in Texas. Everybody's going to die of AIDS, but not before getting pregnant and also giving that baby AIDS who also died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fear mongering. That's the sad part. You probably think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. <laughs> you know what? I could imagine, though, because Texas is a very religious Definitely state. Bible. I mean, I love the Lord. Great. But I also understand he gave his body parts we should understand the function of. So, yeah. Amen, hon. Amen. Well, that is like, so you went from like businesswoman to sex, like creating sex, you know, things for female orgasms to now teaching about it and, and empowering women. That's amazing. So our topic today, I am so excited about, and I know our listeners are going to be like, okay, I need to listen to this. 
I chose this for you guys because honestly, I know from friends and family that a lot of us and personally as well have struggled to either have an orgasm, you know, consistently have orgasms or even have orgasms during intercourse. So this is the topic today, ladies. We're talking about female orgasms and how the nitty gritty behind it all. So I am going to pick my brain all around this and I'm so excited. So first question for you, hon. What are the different types of female orgasms that, that we can experience? I know there is definitely more than one or two. So please tell us about those. I'm probably going to go over five. I could probably go over 13 or 14, but then you start getting into pieces. I, need, I have a, I'm in Florida. I was actually supposed to be home for this, but I couldn't be. But normally I have um, a vagina silicone and I named Becky. And she has all of the, the parts, and normally I have a show on that, so I'm going to do the main five ones of parts you already know about. Hopefully, you can easily find with a mirror on your own. But there's some inner workings, too, that, that have some spots, too. So if you listen to this and you're like, she didn't even mention that one, worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's an advanced class. But for today, <laughs> we're going to start with my favorite, what I feel is the most important, the I feel is the most therapeutic, um, and the one that should be the easiest, I feel, for most females to have is the clitoral orgasm. And the clitoral orgasm obviously stems from your clitoris, which is um, a lot bigger than you might think it is. Most people think it's probably an inch, just a little nub on top of you know where your pubic mound is um, in between your uh, labia majora. But actually, it's like six inches long. It's five to six inches long. It's just as long as a penis, honestly. It's the same workings, same tissues. We have the same tissues as peanut tissue. The same stuff is just you know rerouted and redecorated and put back together in a different package. So. For a clitoral orgasm, what you want to do is make sure that you are stimulating the clitoris. And this also can work for in, um, internal uh, intercourse as well, for penetrative intercourse. But you're going to make sure that you're stimulating the clitoris all around, not just that nub on top. And there's some key things you want to remember. And you're going to play with me. So we're going to see if you, you can guess what it is by what I'm telling you that you need. The first thing you need to do when you're thinking about your clitoral um, stimulation or stimu clitoral stimulated orgasm is something to um, help with friction. So you need what? Which what would be good? Lube and start by yourself, not with your partner, not with your boyfriend, not with whoever. Start by yourself because if you don't understand what you like and what you don't like, you can't tell somebody else what you like and you don't like. And it might actually t tie negative experiences to that, you know, that feeling or whatever. You should be okay with having bad bad feelings because you don't know what you like or don't like. You won't know until you try. And you're like, I don't like that. But if we're with a partner with somebody else and they do something we don't like, all of a sudden that person's feeling like, oh, I did something wrong. And you're feeling like, oh no, like, you know, this person's making me feel uncomfortable. I don't like this. And it kind of can set a bad tone. But when you're by yourself, if you don't like something, just don't do it again. You're like, oh, I didn't like that. Okay. And it makes it a lot easier to explore yourself and to know yourself and to get to know what you like so that you can reach orgasm, which is my third point. Reach orgasm. Like allow yourself to reach orgasm. If you can't reach orgasm by yourself, it's going to be real hard for somebody else to make you reach orgasm, even if it is possible and people, other people make you orgasm. That's not really fair. If, if you can't make yourself orgasm and you're expecting somebody else to, they're probably working extra hard because you can't even tell them, oh, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. I'm going to this way or that way. So bring yourself to orgasm. If you cannot do that off bat, relax yourself and don't have the, the notion or concept of trying to orgasm. Just have a, a notion of trying to feel nice and happy and pleasure experience pleasure your body will orgasm on its own you don't have to try to come to that if you experience pleasure long enough i promise you'll get there if you take you five hours keep going <laughs> um and then lastly for your clitoral orgasm you want to make sure that you are allowing blood to go to that area so be in positions that are conducive to blood going in that area 
So we all know that things go down, right? If we're upside down, things are going to drain to the bottom. So if you're hanging off a bed, if you're upside down, if you're, if you're, even if you're laying flat, you know, if you're, if you're anywhere where blood is going the opposite way, you're kind of counteracting that and you need all the blood to go that direction. So to be as stimulated as possible, feel as good as possible and help having that orgasm. So make sure you're in a comfortable, nice position that's laying downward. Your body's not working too hard. Your body can relax, not hold yourself up. And you're in, you're in a place where you can just be yourself. So don't try to do it in a room where you're like hiding or can't make noise or whatever and just relax. That's the clitoral one. And within a couple minutes, you know, hopefully, but it could take longer and that's okay. Everybody's different. You should have a sensation and you should have orgasm with that one. That's the first one I talk about. So I, I want to hear your take on it. Do you have anything to add? Oh, I know. I'm like listening intently. <laughs> you know, honestly, like clitoral orgasm for me has been always an easy one. Like I've have never had a problem with that one. So I'm like listening to what you're saying and I'm like, yep, 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 oh, yep, no, yep. Did I lose you? Oh, there you go. You came back. Yeah. Um, but I know that for other women, that one is like the first one that they, they have to explore essentially. And I, I love how you said, okay, you need to explore on yourself first. And I remember hearing this once from a friend of mine who had a really hard time orgasming and her, it was actually her partner that said, you need to go home and you need to explore yourself and then it will, it will work. Because I think once you finally you hit that climax yeah, yourself, then it's easier when you have a partner for sure. So I love how you said that. And then you're not putting your pr that pressure on the partner, right? You know it for sure. That's great. I love it. Oh, I love how you break it down and definitely not like, you know, getting yourself into a comfortable position, you know, so you're, the blood's flowing down. Super important. Honey, thank you so much for telling us all about the clitoral orgasm. So what is the next one? Next one, vaginal orgasm. I feel that most people know about this one, hopefully so. So you have a vagina, right? You have the clitoris would be up here. You have your urethra somewhere right here. Your vagina is a hole opening around that part here and this would be down there in the perineum in the middle. So your vagina is um, a bunch of tissue. It's a canal that is about five or six inches. Doesn't have a lot of nerve endings in it. So the number one thing you need to know about having a vaginal orgasm is do not try to actually stimulate your vagina as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to just ram going in like that because guess what? Babies come out of there. <laughs> Babies have to come out of there. Then we don't need to have a lot of nerve endings there. So if you've ever used the tampon, if you ever stuck your finger up there, you can move your finger all around and not feel anything for a reason. There are no nerve endings there. And if you have no nerve endings, you cannot feel anything. So if you're not, so if you're just trying to stimulate that canal, you're going to have a very difficult time having an orgasm. You probably don't even feel anything. You're probably just laying there like, I mean, go at it if that's what you want to do. I don't even see what this is doing, but oh well. But if this is your vagina, these pinkies right here is your, are your clitoris, also part of your clitoris. So your clitoris is actually shaped more like a wishbone than a button. You see the little sort of hood on top and the part that you see the, um, that is underneath, but it actually comes down like this and you can stimulate your clitoris from the inside of your vaginal canal. You can also stimulate your skin's gland. You got an interior gland up there. You got some other, you got some buttons in there. You got some buttons. So if you ever thought in your head, ooh, I thought like he found a button. He did, because you have buttons inside your vagina. But you have the two easiest ones, which are these walls. That, that's why someone said, ooh, he was massaging my walls. Your clitoris is on the side of that. So you're actually still technically having clitoral orgasm, but through penetrative sex, which technically, I guess, we call a vaginal orgasm, which is what we're going to call it. So that's the first thing. Understand that just going in and out, that's not gonna do anything because you have no nerve endings there. Not none, but very, very little. You know what I'm saying? Number two, lube. Please use lube. I'm, and even if you got a WAP, because you know everybody, I just always great whenever. You can call that your lube if you want. Make sure there's lubrication there before you go in. Don't feel like I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll be whatever 
I don't want to say dry, I'll be natural, normal, um, not aroused, non-aroused vagina. And then once I get things going, it'll naturally lubricate itself. No, because you have very sensitive tissues in your vagina. And if you have friction and you don't have lubrication, whether or not your vagina automatically lubricated itself before you got the party started, or you've used some lubrication until you got the party started on your own, um, you telling walls, one is not going to be very fun. You're going to have, um, you can have scarring. You could be more susceptible to getting STDs because that skin breaking is going to let, you know, microorganisms come in, um, sexually transmitted um, viruses and bacterial infections if you have pH balance problems. You know what I'm saying? Having a nice lubricated vagina keeps, helps it clean itself. That's also how it cleans itself. So make sure that there's lubrication going on, whether natural or not, it needs lubrication. And three, make sure that you're in a position that you're able to demonstrate what it is that you like. So if you are having difficulty having vaginal orgasms, the, the motion you want to do is not doggy style. It is not, um, it's not really, honestly, it's not even like, um, it's not even really missionary. I would start with cowgirl. Mm-hmm. Or I would start with maybe um, lowering, like lowering yourself on someone or some like, position where you're in control, even if they're laying on the floor, because then you actually have more position, more control than you're in bed. So you can have you in control of the depth of things, how fast things are going, how slow things are going, until you find the rhythm that you like. And hopefully you have a partner that is paying attention to you, likes you, and is noticing what you like, and they can mimic that in other positions where they're in, in control. And then we're dominant to so make sure that you have an enjoyable time. So those are my tips on the vaginal orgasm. Oh my God, girl. I'm like, tick, tick, tick. Okay. You just blew my mind. I had no idea that the clitoris walls were on the inside. So is that like right in the opening of the vagina along the side of the opening as you go in? Is that where the... It's a different spot for everybody. It's not like on your lady majora. So it's not right there. It's not right at the opening either. But it's somewhere along the walls of your vagina. So this would be your vagina and this, this would be a clitoris somewhere along here inside of the folds because that's where it all connects to your your actual clitoris looks like this and then you have one coming on this side and then one coming on this side okay. but the front of it actually looks like this so it's coming up and then you see the hood hooded part right here and this would be the part that people are recognizing but actually goes all the way back that's when you really rouse you actually become able to become erect so you could yeah. actually become erect just like a penis and if you stimulate it like you would a penis then you have similar effects and it can even simulate ejaculation and you know like there you go. Like a, yeah. So, and then also you talked about lube. Now, there's silicone base and water base. Which one do you recommend? Depends on what you're doing. Okay. You also have oil base and you also have um, um, GC. It's like gly- glycerol. Uh, yeah, there's another one. Anywho, but it depends on what you want to do. So, for instance, you cannot just use an oil based lube if you're going to use condoms. So, if you're using condoms, if you're doing anal sex, um, definitely don't want to use oil-based lube, especially for your silicone. Don't want to use oil-based lube. If you're doing um, silicone, water would be good. Water in general is good. Water-based is, is my friend, but unfortunately, water-based goes away. You have to use it more, like at more than normal. Like for if you would use silicone, you can use it more sparingly because it lasts longer and it also lasts in the water. But water does not last in the water because it's water soluble. So if you're in the shower, it doesn't work. So it really depends on what it is you got going on, what you want to do. If you're just doing, you know, regular missionary, it really doesn't matter that much unless you're using a condom. Like I said, don't use oil base; wouldn't be a good idea. If you're using silicone toys, use silicone lube so that you know things are happy. Your toys are happy. Um, you're gonna be in the shower. Don't use water base. So things like that. But lube is lube. Don't use spit. Don't do that. Mm-mm, don't use that. Mm-hmm. Don't use fruit. Don't use food. Don't use whipped cream. Cause guess what? Your vagina <laughs> has a natural biome going on there. You putting all that stuff in there is messing up the ecosystem. And then you wonder why, you know things aren't going well and it, you know, just don't do that. So please go 
it, it, you can even make stuff yourself, but don't use mineral oil. Don't do that because you will get pimples in your Ooh. vagina. I had to say that one time because I was like, you can use oil-based lube, not oil lube, oil-based lube. Different. Yeah. Oh, mineral oil. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> okay. So now that we're on the topic of um, vaginal orgasm. Now I know this one's a real difficult one for a lot of women. So if there are women listening out there and they're like, yes, okay, I can climax with, you know, clitoral orgasm, but I have such a hard time vaginally. What kind of tips can you give them to, to be able to recognize and, and be able to help them through actually achieving an orgasm vaginally? Um, first thing I would say is you don't need to achieve an orgasm vaginally at all. You don't have to. Mm. You know, like th- get it out of your mind. Don't. It shouldn't be an aspiration. Orgasm should be your aspiration. Have an orgasm. You know what I mean. So if you can't have an orgasm, come holler at me. I will help you. We will get there. And I ain't. I don't. I'm not touching you or anything like that. We're gonna. We can talk it out. We can talk it out on the phone. Figure it out. You know what I'm saying. But outside of having an orgasm, get out of your mind that you have to have a vaginal orgasm. Or there's something important about a vaginal orgasm. You know why we're stuck on vaginal orgasms? Why we care? You know why? Would you like to hear the story time? Yes, please tell us. Sigmund Ford, who sucks, just saying, he sucks. And a lot of things are <laughs> proven right now, but whatever, he sucks. He decided after, after studying the woman, because he knows so much about it, way more than we do, right? He decided that clitoral orgasms were for the immature woman. And a mature woman was ready for a vaginal orgasm. If she could not have a vaginal orgasm, she was frigid and there was something wrong with her. And that is why women have this notion in their head that they should be happy with a vaginal orgasm. And the reason why is because... And this is, this is not all men. This is just Sigmund Freud's brain. If you agree with him, you agree with him. So I'm not saying men feel this way. But he felt that it was important that women are happy. Mature women will be happy doing the same thing that brings a man ha- um, happiness. And if she likes a different one, it's because she was still a child who should be doing things with herself and not with a partner. And once she was ready to have a partner, her brain would automatically click over to one in the vaginal orgasm. And that's why we feel like that's a necessity. You know what? You are so right. I remember hearing that. I remember. I don't. I didn't know it was Sigmund Freud, but I do remember hearing that a clitoral um, orgasm is like immature, right? It's like that's what you do when you're a teen, and then yes, and then the vaginal orgasm is like the holy grail of everything. Like you have to achieve that. But I love how you said, stop putting the pressure on yourself to have a vaginal. Like just enjoy having an orgasm wherever it comes from. Yes, I think we do. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do it. And you don't that need way. to. You've never had another one. It would be fine. You don't have to be penetrated. There's lots of lesbians who are never penetrated. They live very happy, healthy lives. You know what I'm saying? You don't need that at all. So if you don't have that, that's fine. If you really, really desire that, ask yourself, why do you desire it? And then start from there and then, and then trace that back to where you are now. Because if you're not having it, there's a reason. It's not because your body doesn't work. Your body is made perfectly fine unless you've been already manipulated or altered, you know, due to some type of um, mutilation, because that's what I'm going to call it, mutilation. Then your body works just fine. God made you just fine how you came out. So you're fine. And have orgasms how you see fit. You know what I'm saying? Just leave it alone. And, yeah. and after you've relaxed, explore yourself. And if you really, really want to start trying, you can start trying with the G-spot, which is a whole nother stimula- stimulation that is an orgasm, which I'll get to next, which I don't really count as vaginal orgasm. But that's a whole, that, that can be debated all day. You know what I'm saying? So the, my main thing is don't, why? Why do you need to, why are you focusing on vaginal orgasm? Have an orgasm. Love Take it. it. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Don't put too much pressure on. So, okay. What is the third one? I'm anxious to know. What is the third one? (laughs) Y'all heard about the G-spot already? Yes. You heard about it? This illusory thing that's not really illusory at all. So G-spot is, um, there's a lot of, I don't want to say rumors, 
it's not necessarily scholastically specific on we're all agreeing how this comes about or what it is or if it even exists. So this take on it is my take. It may not be your take. You might not be the take you've been taught. This is the one I'm going with. This is the one I've been taught and this is the one I'm gonna stick with. But it's kind of like, you know, books of the Bible. Everybody has a different story. No one's right or wrong because we're still here. So we don't know. Hmm. Anywho, this is how it works. Your skin's gland and the gland that is um, also um, helping you, benefiting you, orgasming. Um, and squirting is inside about two to three inches um, of your inside of your vagina, your vaginal canal. So this is my entire vagina. Let's say it came out to my thumb, right? It would be about here. So I put it about here. If you press up, it stimulates that area. And over time of it being pressed and, and filling with fluid and feeling really good, you can have an orgasm that was um, that can release the fluid that would be female ejaculation. Um, you can also squirt and just have like you know squirting, and that could be just a urine because that happens too, but that's fine. But female ejaculation. Um, happens from there and it's from stimulating it the same way at the same time. I know you've heard of the come here method where you just do that in the same spot for a while and then it fills up the fluid and then it releases the same as how a guy gets primed and then he fills up and then it releases. It works the exact same way. And they, it's said or it's thought to say that the benefit of this is giving nutrients and, and fluids and more lubrication to the sperm that's going to be inside a vagina to help it get to the egg so it can fertilize and be happy. And that way, if both of you have a great time, the sperm has a lot higher chance of making it to being fertilized and being producing a child. Yeah, you know, you know, it's so, it's so I, wonder why I wonder why not, you know, it's, it's almost like um, there wasn't a lot of research done on the G-spot. It's kind of like one of those things that's like unknown. It's like a mystery of the woman body. So, because what was the, where's the money in that? Yeah, there is none. Research needs the money. And someone has to feel like, they're going to be like, okay, there are children dying of leukemia right now. And you want me to give money to, to research G-spots. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the money on your own. And if you have the money on your own, probably wouldn't be doing into research on G-spots. No, you're right. <laughs> you just do it yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Unless you're trying to create a drug for us, but please leave our G-spots alone. We do not need a drug. Don't create nothing. You know, I did have a, a question for you about female ejaculation, and I love the fact that you actually touched on that because that is a that is a question I, I've heard a lot is, is it urine or is it like an actual fluid? So I love how the fact you were like, yes, it can be both. Like there are, there are chances. There's two different types. So there's female ejaculation and then there's squirting. So squirting, definitely a lot more urine than anything, but it's not necessarily just urine from your bladder. It comes through your urethra, but it, it's stimulated from different areas and it, can, it contains different things. So when they're research on it, it does contain urine, but by default, if something's coming from the same pipe, if I give you soda and I'm giving you Coke, 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 and that has changed the pipe, I didn't, I didn't clear it, I didn't do anything, I moved it over and now I give you Sprite, your Sprite gonna taste a little bit like Coke. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, that's just how it works. So that's what I'm saying, technically, there is urine in it, but it is not coming from, you know, your small intestines shooting out in your bladder to, you know, go into wherever it is. It's not what's happening. It's just that the tubing already has urine in it and it's going to be mixed with other things that your body naturally creates to create that lubrication. Then you have female ejaculation, which comes from the skin's gland being um, stimulated, which can be stimulated many different ways. It can even be stimulated angrily if you really get to it, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be more milky white. It's very frothy. It's going to be very, very little. So when more people squirt, it's like a lot. They're like, oh, I have all this liquid everywhere. Definitely not all female ejaculation. Female ejaculation is going to be about maybe, maybe an ounce, ounce and a half. So now, if somebody wanted to explore their G spot with their partner, what are some of the best positions so that they can hit it? Would you say? 
I wouldn't say it's position thing. I would say tools. This is, mm-hmm. this is why. If you're exploring, because exploring means you don't really know what you're doing yet. And you can definitely hurt yourself because you're doing a coming motion. You're using think pressure in certain areas that are very sensitive. And although your, your vaginal walls don't have a lot of nerves, the things around that vaginal wall, those, those glands and those muscles have a lot. They're very sensitive. You know what I mean? So that's something going in and out won't do much. But pressure on one of those walls will. And you don't want some pressing pressure on the wrong spot. And you, ah, you know what I mean? It's not the point. <laughs> So the first thing I do is gloves, gloves, gloves. I know it's gonna seem very dorky and very like, oh, I gotta put the gloves on. Get some black gloves and make it sexy. I don't care, but get gloves. And this is why, no matter how low your nail is or whatever, what, have you ever been scraped on your vaginal wall? Oh yeah, it is not fun. You don't want that. Gloves, gloves will help smooth that over. You won't have any of that problem. Gloves also work really well with lubricant because you need lube. Work really well with lubricant. It makes everything slippy slattery and they can feel things a lot better. So you think they'd be able to feel things um, better with no lube, but actually your, your fingers get distracted on the texture in their vagina. You know, everybody's vagina is different texture. You feel like you can hurt something. Put on a glove. It just feels like a warm canal that has, like just a warm canal in general. And you can focus on what area to, to press and how to press and how fast versus, oh, am I pressing something? It feels like I'm gonna hurt something, which you actually might because you have no gloves on. You probably don't have lube anyway. Your hands probably nasty. Make them wash their hands even when they put them on. <laughs> Um, and you can enjoy it better. And then lastly with that, I was going to say, it keeps your hands um, clean, your vagina clean. You don't want to put, put dirt in your vagina. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. your nails, that carries things and it messes up your pH balance. Everything that you put in your vagina needs to be sterilized and needs to be clean. Um, and it is just, it's just better. So definitely use gloves, use, um, use lube, and be in a position where you're also, again, in control. So even if you're a missionary, allow them to put their hand, you know, allow them to be able to, to move where their hand is, how you want it to be going, how, what tempo you want it to be going, and guide them. Oh, and the best benefit of it also is it might take you a minute. It might take you a while. Gloves ensure your hands don't get soggy, and your hands can, you can actually stay in there longer, and it won't get fatigued, and your fingers get all, you know, get all waterlogged and stuff, because you have on gloves, and you can do it longer. So if it takes you two hours, it takes you two hours. You can keep going. Love it. I know it's, you were saying gloves. I'm like, a lot of people would think that was weird, but now that you explained why it makes so much try sense. It. It's way better and try it. It does way good better. for a while, but then you're like, Ooh, baby, get some gloves. Go get, them gloves. <laughs> Go get those black gloves, baby. Let's do it. I <laughs> love it. Now what's, so we're on number three, right? Mm-hmm. So what is number four? Anal. Oh, anal. Okay. Let's talk about this. Nice. I told you we're doing the basic ones. The ones that hopefully you already know about these. Anal. All right, so anal is what it says, anal. You can stimulate your vaginal walls, you can stimulate your clitoris, you can stimulate all those great things inside your anus. Like, it, it, it could be a wonderful thing. Also, there's a lot of nerve endings in your anus, a lot of nerve endings in your anus, but almost as much can, that can be in your clitoris. Not even, your vagina doesn't have a lot, but your anus does. And I know that y'all are gonna be like, oh, that's not true. Have you ever had a nice poop? <laughs> yes. It works the exact same way. Have it, like, but you have all these nerve endings, which is why rimming is a thing, which is why people like to have, you know, oral sex annually because it, it, you have a lot of nerve endings there on purpose. And when you stimulate that, it's good. And also the pain aspect, even just a little bit of pain. Did you know your body naturally sends endorphins and naturally sends dopamine and serotonin if you are in pain just a little bit? So that pain that you feel from having anal sex can also bring a euphoria and a really great experience better than drugs sometimes. Did you know that? Not the pain like you're crying or anything. You should not be crying. It should just be just like, you know, if any pain, just a, a little bit of um, discomfort, not pain. Not like, oh, this is painful. This is a little bit of discomfort. Um, so those are the benefits of an anal orgasm before I get into how to, how to get to that. So you still, you still with me? Because I feel like your, your face is like, 
I don't know about this. No, I am a hundred percent with you, girl. Like, <laughs> yes, I am open to this. I know a lot of women are like, oh no, you know, that's off limits. Like any things come out of there. Nothing goes in there. Like I hear that constantly from people. Well, how many times have you turtle headed in your life? Things go back up. It's okay. They go back up. It's all right. Back up too. It's taken <laughs> back up. I promise you, there have been a time you could not get the restroom and you took it back up and you were fine. You lived. It goes both ways. Yeah, for sure. No, I love it. Keep on, keep on going. I am all ears. Everybody's all ears. How you get to the anal orgasm. First of all, it doesn't take that much. There's a lot of nerve endings in your, in your anus. And if you've not ever done anything with it, it's probably very, very, very sensitive. The same as if, let's say you're a gymnast and you're very limber and somebody tries to, tries to tickle you or something, those muscles have already been stretched out. You can't do anything. Let's say you're a really tight person. You never work out. You never stretch or anything. Somebody can barely poke you. You're like, ah, woo That's your anus because you've never used it before. So super, super sensitive. Once you've already had fun with like playing around it, you want to start just with just with getting used to even just having something there. Do not try to do anal sets day one. That you said, I'm gonna try, don't do that because you need some time. I feel that it'd be best and you have the best experience, in my opinion, if you just relax and allow them to just explore your anus. But first of all, explore it yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable with exploring your anus yourself, then you'd be really uncomfortable and clinch up with somebody else exploring it. And clinching is like not the friend of having a great experience with anal sets. So have some time to yourself. Get what? What do I want you to get? Tell me. What is it? What is it? Lube. Yes. Get, <laughs> get some good lube. <laughs> was optional. Anally, it is not optional. You have to get lube. Your, your anus does not lubricate itself like your vagina does. Your vagina can, can do whatever. Your anus is not going to ever be any, any more lubricated than it is when you started. Period. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get lubricant. Start with lubricant and also start with a glove. With yourself and massage your anus, massage your perineum, which is the smooth skin between your vaginal wall and your, where your vaginal opening is and your anus, that smooth area also has lots of nerve endings for males as well. So keynote, mm-hmm. if you want to do something on them, you know, it's a very sensitive area for both sexes. Then um, once you've had some fun just playing around with it and being comfortable with that, if you say like, hey, I touch my anus all the time, it's fine. Work on insertion. You can start with one finger, making sure you use gloves so you don't get anything in there. Never use food, never use food, never use food. Never use anything they could break off. Never use any toys that are not meant for your anus because they're, they, your, your anus, believe it or not, you're like, oh, things go out. No, no, it will suck things up so quick. <laughs> you and you will be in the ER because you're going to suck your, your vibrator, your bullet up your anus. Do not <laughs> use that. Make sure you get a toy that has a wide base that is wider than the hole and wider than the toy. So when it sucks it up, it's a plug. That's why butt plugs are called butt plugs. Otherwise, it'd be butt sucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So make sure you have something like that and then just work on insertion until you find a good rhythm and you find something that makes you feel good. And if you need to, you can also simulate your your clitoris while you're um, simulating yourself anally. But try to bring yourself to orgasm yourself anally first before you do it with a partner so that way you know what would be best to start. Some people like to start in missionary. Some people like to start, you know, um, girl on top. I do not suggest starting uh, doggy style. That was my number two point. Do not let these men tell you how you're supposed to start anal. You tell them they can pick the position when they're willing to do anal with you. Don't ask that if you're scared to answer, because if you're afraid somebody is bisexual, then you probably, you know, don't ask that, because don't ask questions you don't want to Because if somebody said, cool, you can't get mad. Like, you can't get mad because you asked. You know what I'm saying? So definitely work on it yourself, but two, don't let them pick the position. 
you pick the position that you feel most comfortable in. I personally really like missionary. It is very easy for me to push you off of me, for me to hold myself a certain way, for me to push myself back versus me being on all fours and you plowing in. That makes no sense. Yeah. Like, when does that ever make sense? You know what I'm saying? You can't even relax that way. Whoever is relaxing on all fours, it's actually a very uncomfortable position. You know, it's funny you said that because that is the go-to position for majority of the men when they're having anal sex with their partner. That's like, that is what, that's what they say. This is here. This is what we need to do. We need to do this way. But I love the fact that you said, if you do it missionary, you're in control. You can push them. You can push them away. Bring your face. Yeah. They can see your face. It's a lot easier to know someone's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good when they're staring you right in your face. And if you have somebody that tucks their head on the side of your face or something, get out that relationship because they don't care about you. You shouldn't be with them. Yeah. So true. They can see you. And if you're looking like you're in pain, you're uncomfortable, you're going to have a lot better communication, even nonverbal communication. And they're like, ooh, let me move that. Or they're not getting it. Ooh, she's like that. Let me continue to do that. So I personally feel the missionary is very good or go on top because it also has the same thing. You control how deep it's going. You control the speed. They can see your face. You can interact with each other. You communicate a lot better. I would try one of those positions. And then lastly, for having your anal orgasm, I make, make sure that you are like super... When I say clean, I don't mean like, oh, you should smell like flowers and daisies or whatever. You'll feel so much more comfortable if you are confident that nothing bad will happen. You won't have any um, accidents or surprises. So anal is not something you do on a spur of a moment thing. It's not like, oh, let me do anal in this back of the car because we just decided we got drunk and we want to do it. That's gonna, that might set you up for some surprises. You don't want that in your life. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you are clean. When you decide that you're gonna, it's gonna go down, have a planned event. Even if you don't, even if he doesn't know, even if you just decided, you know, tonight, it's about to go down. You know I mean? <laughs> it's not before you go on the date. Not before you get out there because you're going to sweat, things happen, and you don't understand. Vaginas, it's naturally self-cleansing. Your anus is not naturally self-cleansing. It's just not, it's not really clean to begin with. Your vagina is super clean. Anus is waste. So it's not going to refresh itself like your vagina will. Your vagina might be a little sweaty, but it will clean itself. Not the anus. So after the date, when things are about to go down, you're like, oh, okay, let's, let's do a shower. Let's run a bath. Go get clean together. But you have to clean it right then. Not a whole bath, not a shower bath. Get in the bathtub, soak your behind. Before you do that, go poop. Yep. Because this kind of poop works. And I'm not a doctor. This is not my medical advice. This is the advice that I know from things I've learned, the classes I've workshops I've taken. So take it how you will, not medical advice. But you got your rectum, you got your intestines, and you got your, your other stuff right there, right? Poop does not sit in your rectum. So you put your finger up there right now, unless you actively know you have to poop, it's unlikely there is a poop turret there until it's time for you to go to poop. And once you pooped, your body will prepare more poop for later. But there's nothing in there right now. So go poop so you can be the very, very freshest of zero poop inside. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Finish the poop out. Cleanse the poop. Take a bath. Take a sexy bath. Take a bubble bath. Whatever. Get it really, really good and clean. And then get started. And use your lube so that you feel confident. You're like, oh, my God. What does it smell there? like there? What is it looking like like there? What is going on? You already know because you've just cleaned it. Oh, I forgot to add one more. Last thing is... Once you've already done anal, you, there is no more vaginal. We're done with vaginal for today. We'll do vaginal again tomorrow. We're not going to wipe it with a towel. I'm not wiping it with a sheet. I'm not wiping it with your mouth. I'm not wiping it with nothing. We're done. The finale is anal. The only thing we can do after anal is you can give me oral again, but that's about it because you're not getting oral either. We have to go take a bath and start over. And if you want to do that, that's cool. Give me about this 20-minute nap, and I'll get back to you, and then we can start over. But once anal has happened, that is it. We do not put it back in the vagina. I don't care if you change the condom. I don't care because there's fecal matter on your hands. There's fecal matter on his hands. There's fecal matter going to get in your vagina and that's going to be a nightmare to clean up when we don't want that. Yeah, no. 
No bueno. Now, a question for you. You were talking about, you know, cleaning, cleaning your, your anus and all that kind of stuff. What's your take on douching? Your anus or your vagina? The anus. I don't like douching anything. I feel like God already gave us body, uh, bodily fluids that are really good at keeping microorganisms in check. And there's an ecosystem that's going on in my anus that I'd like to keep there because it's working really well for me. You know, I have regular poops and my body's very happy and it's getting all the nutrients it needs. And I don't want to mess that up. Nor do I want to put water in my my anus and introduce bacteria that might be in my water that might be contaminated that I don't mm -hmm. want growing inside my body. I feel like it's it's a it's asking for me to have a problem for a matter in my body that I'm not about that life. But if that is what you want to do, you ask your medical professional <laughs> yeah for sure it's so true i mean you're in you're introducing water water doesn't naturally go up the anus but i have heard of douching before from other people and yeah i was always curious to know if is it safe should we do it i don't know it doesn't seem right but you know it's i mean there's lots of things that aren't really natural like our contacts really natural is it really safe yes it is but there's also risks involved with having contacts you know what i mean it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're bad or they're, they shouldn't be sold because just because you can catch an infection from a dirty contact clean your contact do things right but it's a chance that you take and you understand when you get the contacts that you might happen so douching is the same thing so i'm not saying that if you do it you're going to get an infection or something like that it's i just feel that is that is a risk that you take and i don't feel the benefit is is warranted for the risk in my opinion for me and my body yeah for sure now let's say this is something that there was a huge benefit for me like you know and it was like oh this is it's gonna help so much because xyz like if i was doing um uh adult work and i was in uh pornography not having any sense of color on, on somebody who has white skin's penis when we're doing a scene is probably very important to that money. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, the benefit might be more for me. But at this point, my husband will be absolutely okay. Yeah. With awesome. this bag. Yes. Natural. Keep it natural. You want to keep that pH in your in your anus as well. Like in, in you know, the bacteria in there is so beneficial for your, mm -hmm. uh, for everything. So, okay. We're on number four, right? Now we're... <laughs> Did we do number four? Yeah, we're on number four. Number four, we're doing number five. We're doing and number five. Not be one you don't know about all the way. Okay. Mental. Ooh. Mental. <gasps> Mental orgasms. You, you're, hopefully, you are with somebody who can make you orgasm, like have a full-blown actual, you can feel your clitoris, you know, spasming orgasm at the dinner table in front of everybody without even, like, talking really to you. And nobody okay. would be This is a thing? Amazing. Okay. It's a requirement. What do you mean? It's a requirement. That is amazing. Okay, please tell us. I'm excited about this one. So you, all of our, our body is wired certain ways, right? So have you ever watched um, someone break a leg or hurt themselves or maybe watch ridiculousness and you feel it on your body personally? Yeah. Same thing. Your brain is in control of your body. You can, you can do whatever you want. If, if you think of being hot, you can be hot, right? Right, yeah. If you think of, being, you think of um, um, being really, really cold or somewhere, if you think of being relaxed, you think you're at a beach, you can, you can, they've proven that you, daydreaming that you're on a vacation at a beach with island and water and people bringing things, if you dream daydream out long enough, you will actually lower your blood pressure. They've seen it. It's a, it is a, a, a scientific fact. So, so in talking to you sexually, explicitly suggesting things that you allow your mind to experience physically by not only daydreaming, but you know, you think about things, you can think of that sensation or like you think about what a food tastes like. Like, oh, I can taste that apple pie and you can force your brain to feel the apple pie or taste the apple pie, feel how warm it is, how the cinnamon tastes. 
the same thing you can practice doing sexually. So you talking to your partner or having cute things, even having symbols that mean certain things, right? So let's say if I told my partner when I put a peace sign up and then I just wiggle them a little bit, that means that I would like to give him fellatio and I would like to hold his, you know, testicles in my hand and, you know, I'll go all the way down and swallow both. And if he knows that I'm doing that, he can imagine that you go back and forth through the conversation. You can be having, you know, single sex in front of the, you know, whoever you want. If that's what you're into and you happen to be an exhibitionist. Or you can just do it in your house. Or you can do it when you're out by yourselves and no one's around, but you just want to have a little bit of fun and have mental orgasms. Have orgasms like been talking, but even still, while some while you're giving fellatio or while you are um are giving uh, the sexual experience to somebody else, you also can mentally have an orgasm by allowing yourself to relax and feel the pleasure that you're getting from giving them pleasures. Hopefully, if you're doing these things, it brings you pleasure. Don't do things that you don't like to do. That's not. That's not cool. But no. if you like that doing that, that you can focus on the pleasure you're getting from giving them pleasure and watch them receive that pleasure and use that to drive that simulation in your clitoris and come to orgasm from that. I, I, it takes a little bit of work, but once you have practice, once you just at least try and you get it once, you'll be able to get it forever. You don't even have to try anymore. It's just like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Bet, I understand. I got it. It's very easy to do. Oh, amazing. You know how amazing this would be for people who have, you know, long distance relationships or their partner works out of town, you know? Wow. Yeah. And that's like a lot of it's visualize visualization. And I love how you said, you know, um, you can do it by just sitting there and, and thinking of yourself on the beach and, and feeling the, the calm ocean air and all that kind of stuff. And it's so true. I mean, the visualization works for so many different things. Why could it not work for orgasm as well? Exactly. Amazing. That just blew my mind. I'm totally wanting to do that now for sure. Oh my goodness, girl. So the five, these were the five ones, right? So, so the, the clitoral, the vaginal, the anal or the G spot, the anal. Yes. And then the mental. Yes. Love it. Oh my goodness. This was such a fun episode. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now for the listeners that are listening and they are just like, Oh my goodness. Maya, I love her. I want to connect with her more after this podcast. You know, maybe they're interested in working with you or seeing some of the other things that you have and some of the products you have. Where can we send the listeners to learn more about you and connect with you further? Okay, so very, very easy. Whether you have an Android, Apple, whatever, I have an app called the Lady Lux app. And everything that I do is on this app. So my quick is my podcast. You can go to there. I have Lux TV, which is on Roku and um, Fire Stick as well. And you can watch episodes of Good Lux and Kimmy Secrets and all the shows that I do on there. Um, you can ask me for sex advice and I will answer them on Quickies of My. You can I also do um, giveaways and prizes. I partner with different brands that have really cool things. And then I, on the app, if you have the app on your phone, you get a push notification saying, hey, the first 10 people who go to this website will get XYZ for free. Or, you know, the first 10 people who respond to this this push notification will get an email telling them how to get there, redeem their prize for XYZ. So download the Lady Lux app. You can personally get to me from there. Um, we have lots of events that we do that you can get to from there as well. And everything's on the Lady Lux app. But if you don't happen to have a smartphone for some reason, that's okay. You can always go to luxlife.com, which is L-U-X-X-X-E, life.com. And that's all about like the same thing, but on a platform online, on a website. Awesome. Awesome. Oh my goodness, girl. I had a smile on my face the whole time talking to you. This was so amazing. I love how you break it down. You make it so simple and easy to digest. I mean, this is a conversation that people talk about 
and they talk about it with their friends and it's kind of like a, oh, let's talk about this. You know, it's kind of taboo, but I, you're so confident and the way you present it is just so easy to listen to and take in. And yes, this is going to be one of those episodes that the people that are listening are going to be taking notes, like probably going back and being like, okay, I want to try this. I want to try this. So thank you so much, girl. Your energy is just contagious. And I really appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inspire Her Health podcast. If you were inspired about what you heard today, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, please help us to inspire more women to live their best by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Inspire Her Health so that we may give you a shout out on our social platforms and thank you for your support. If you would like more tips and tricks on how to live a healthier, happier life, be sure to visit us on our online magazine at www.inspireherhealth.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to join our community where you will be automatically entered in for our monthly giveaways, as well as receive weekly wellness challenges and exclusive content to inspire you through mind, body, and life. Thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.